Good morning. My name is Michael. I'm one of the pastors here at the church, and we're very excited to have you with us at New Heights today. If you have any questions, I think August said this earlier, uh, please ask anyone that was up on stage, anyone with the name tag in the back, or myself. Um, probably not me because I don't know much, but ask those other people. They are very well informed, and uh, they will get you the answer you need. We are in the middle of Summer at the Movies, the series, and we have done two weeks of this, Cinderella Man and The Legend of Bagger Vance, and as I have said every Sunday, it is shorts all summer long, and this morning at 9.30, I was a prophetic individual because it was hot in here. I mean, like, seriously hot. I was up here. I usually sweat when I preach. Y'all didn't need to know that, but um, it was just, it was like, whew, it was bad. Y'all have a different view of me now. It's okay. Um, today we continue on the, the series, um, and it's all sports movies all summer long, and today is a NASCAR-type movie, which is a sport, whether you like to agree with that or not. I challenge you to sit in a car for four hours going 200 miles an hour to the left. <laughs> See if you can do that. But today's movie is Cars. A little different. How many of you have seen the movie Cars? Quite a few parents' hands were like, yep. Okay, yeah, I actually wanted to see this movie when it came out. I was very excited about Cars coming out. I was, you know, there's two NPR guys in there. They have a, a small role, Click and Clack, the Tabbert Brothers. Any uh, Car Talk fans out there? NPR? Yeah, all right, nice. Um, and they were in there, and, and I wanted to see this movie, but... You know, Gracie wasn't really old enough for me to justify, well, Grace asked to see the movie. Can Grace speak? Not really, but I could see in her eyes that she wanted to see this movie. So I had to wait till it came out on television um, to actually see it. And, you know, and I loved it. It was great. I thought it was uh, as good and it was pretty funny. It's a good movie. And this just in. And, you know, we, uh, the, the reason I chose this one was for the message that it has. And quite honestly, I've changed it um, from this morning. Uh, I had a sermon coming in, and I did a different sermon at 9.30, and then at 11, it's going to be another new sermon. So this is going to be fresh new sermon material right here for you now. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but the basic, the basic premise of it is still, kind of, is still the same. And it's have you ever wanted anything desperately? Have you ever just really, really, really wanted something? I, I don't know what it is. You know, you just have thought about it. You dream about it. You think about it every time. You, you know, whenever you want a new car and a sp- particular car, you start seeing that car everywhere, don't you? Does that happen to you? Whenever you want something, maybe you start seeing those commercials on television. It's weird how Madison Avenue can t- trigger our mind like that. When I was a, a kid uh, living in Louisiana, I was 12 years old, and I, and I picked up golf, and I started playing golf a lot, and I was using my dad's clubs. My dad had these horrible clubs. He was never a golfer growing up, and I wanted my own set. You know, I wanted a set of clubs so I could go out there with my friends and, you know, have my set of clubs in my bag and, you know, not carrying my dad's old ugly bag. And I, I really, really wanted to I just, you know, I thought about it. I, I just couldn't get it off my mind. And, you know, I eventually did get my first set of Wilson K-28 golf clubs. Yeah, those are something special. I still have them. Um, I will maybe cut them off and give them to my daughter, but I am Tiger Woods. Uh, And, you know, I I really, really wanted those things. And I was willing to help chip in, to, to help pay for them. And I was willing to walk down the hallway to my sister's room and take money from her bank to give to my father to chip in for my golf clubs. 
Because I really wanted those golf My sister would have kicked my tail, too. But I really wanted those clubs, and I was willing to do a lot of different things that I probably normally wouldn't have done in order to get them. Because I didn't necessarily, this is, my father listens to the 11 o'clock service every week, he gets a CD sent to him, have faith in my father, sorry dad, that he would get me those clubs. I was kind of nervous that my dad grew up without plumbing in his house. You know, he got plumbing in his house when he was a junior in high school. He got a telephone the next year. It was a great last two years of high school. And, you know, new golf clubs, that's a luxury item, son, that you don't need. So I, I kind of was on the fence. And that's something trivial and small, but still, it was there. I wanted something so Have you ever wanted something really passionately? You know, I've had those feelings and thoughts later on in my life for different things. As I've grown up, my, my passions have changed and my wants have changed. And, and now I want things a little more personal. Sure, I, I, you know, I want a nice big King Ranch F-250 pickup. But more than that, I want my daughter to be well. And I want deeper things. I want a closer relationship with my wife and my family. I want things that necessarily money can't buy. I want something greater and more passionate. Have you ever wanted something? Just deeply, desperately wanted something. In the movie Cars, there's a guy, Lightning McQueen, and he's a race car driver. Well, he's a car. He's a, he's a race car. And, and he, is, uh, he is desperately wanting this Piston Cup. It's the Nextel Cup of their day. And he wanted to win their whole series and get the cup, and he has a chance to do it. He's one of the three best drivers that are out there, three best cars that are out there. And, and they set up this big race in which all three will go a head-to-head-to-head race to see who wins the Piston Cup. And he wants it desperately. He wants it, he thinks, more than anything else in the world. And throughout the course of the movie, it's his growing up story. It's the story of McQueen growing up. And, and, and then what happens at the race? He wants everything so desperately. And then this happens. Let's watch this clip. There's more to racing than just winning, the Cadillac says. There's more to racing than just winning. There's more to life than just being first every time. There's more to life than just achieving your goal or your dream or your ambition every time. In the book of Luke, chapter 9, Jesus and his disciples are talking, and, and they've just been through the feeding of the, of the 5,000, and, and Peter makes this declaration of who Christ is. In verse 21, Jesus, Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about this. For I, he says, the Son of Man must suffer many terrible things. I will be rejected by the leaders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. I will be killed, but three days later, I will be raised from the dead. Then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must put aside your selfish ambition Shoulder your cross and follow me. If you try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find true life. And how do you benefit 
if you gain the whole world but lose your soul in the process? How do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul in the process? McQueen had to make a choice at the end of the race there. He sees up on the jumbotron that the king had been in an accident. And, you know, the thought occurred to me, why didn't he just wham right by the finish line, hang a Yui, go back and do what he just did? Because there was a greater sacrifice that he needed to make, that he knew he needed to make. The thing is, I believe that he had faith. He had faith that giving up on the dreams he thought were the end all of his life, giving up on everything, I believe he had faith that he was going to be okay. Now, I don't, I don't think he necessarily knew that Dynaco would come out there and say, we want you to be the sponsor, another great thing that he always wanted. And I love the helicopter that gives him the wink there. I don't think he knew all of that was going to happen. In fact, he didn't because you can see what he says. I lost the race. But I think he had faith that everything was going to be okay. Jesus says a very hard statement in this passage. Something tremendously hard that I have come back to time and time again in my walk. If you want to follow me, pick up your cross. If you want to be my disciple, then pick up your cross daily and follow me. That's not a pretty picture, is it? That's not this wonderful image. If you've seen any of the depictions of Christ carrying the cross, it's not pretty. What does that imply? It implies you're going to suffer. This is what I want you to do. If you want to be my disciple, here's what you need to do. Accept that it's going to be tough. Accept that you have to put aside everything you think you want. And follow me. Set aside your selfish ambition. Set aside your dreams. Set aside your goals and your pursuits in life. And follow me. In other words, give up everything, and then you'll get it. Give up everything in life, and then you'll truly receive life. I've come to this decision many times. The first time I came to this decision and said, I'm ready to pick up the cross and follow Christ, I told a pastor... I went into him, and, and I had grown up going to church in the Episcopal faith, and, you know, in that faith, you don't necessarily talk about your faith. So we were in our family, and, you know, we didn't really talk about God. We had a, a knowledge of him, knew God, knew about Christ and everything, but I didn't have a personal relationship. I didn't, I didn't pick up my cross ever once in my life until after college, and I came to San Antonio, and, and I followed a girl to this church service. Let's face it, that Christian girls are the hottest, and... And I went into this deal and I started coming to this church because one of my great friends was here. And and I really clicked with one of the new pastors. And I started doing these things and I went on a mission trip. And and I came to him and I said, you know what? I'm ready to pick up my cross. And he looked at me. And I don't know if it was really the response I was looking for. 
In fact, I know it wasn't, but now I know exactly why he said this. He goes, are you sure? I said, well, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, are you sure? Isn't it your job to go, yes, all right, come on in the door. He goes, are you sure? It's like, well, yeah. Are you sure? It's like, yeah, I am sure. He's okay. And then these lights came down from the heavens, opened up, and said, This is Michael with going on about my life. I started becoming involved and more involved in the church. I started reading my Bible more and praying to God more. Years went by. I met a hot Christian chick and I married her and we moved away. And I felt a call to go to seminary. It was another time in my life that I had to make a decision. Am I going to pick up the cross? Do I still believe so strongly in God that I'm going to pick up the cross and follow him, not knowing what's going to happen? Are we going to move to yet another city, give up my job, not work, and go to graduate school? Yeah, I do that. I'm reminded on a daily basis that I continue to pick up my cross. Every time I see my daughter. Yesterday was kind of a tough day for us. Gracie has a feeding tube in now. We feed her through a tube. You think that's, you know, you put a funnel in, you pour stuff in, and you go about your business. That's kind of the way it works, but not all the time. Sometimes she gives back what you give her. Things don't go well all the time. Yesterday, about three times, she showed us an encore presentation of the meal we'd just given her. Thanks, Candace. I thought it was funny, too. When you put in a whole lot of food and it comes right back out, it's not a pleasant sight. It's not a pleasant experience for us. It's not a pleasant experience for her. And I got angry again. I got angry at God. Can we get a break? Can we just have a good week where nothing happens? We just have a normal life. She doesn't have the horrible diaper rash with ulcers and open sores that she has. She's not constantly congested to where she can't breathe at night and wakes herself up. I don't know. Maybe let her eat something through her mouth again. Just a normal week. This morning, as we were singing a couple of songs, I really had this realization that, as always, most of my sermons are for me and not for you. Sorry. Do you have faith in God that he knows what he's doing? Do you have enough faith in God that you're willing to pick up the cross of all that you're going through and to carry forward and say, God is in charge. I still believe that Christ is in my heart and in my soul and my passion. No matter what happens. A song, my glorious that we are singing, God is bigger than the air I breathe. Do I really believe that? 
Do you really believe that God is bigger than the air you breathe? God is bigger than everything. The world we leave, the, the world that we will one day leave, it says. God is bigger than all of that. If you really believe that, then picking up your cross is not that great of a challenge. If you really passionately believe that God is bigger than those things, then when Christ says those words, if you want to follow me, pick up your cross. Okay, it's going to be tough because I want that piston cup. But okay, because in the end, as I lose my life here in this world and give away my self-ambition and give away my pride and my, in my dreams and the directions that I've laid out for my life, as I throw those and cast those aside at the cross, I know that I will truly find my life. I know that I will truly find the joy and happiness and peace that God has given me in this world. See, that's what this means to me. Is do I have enough faith to step out of the box I've made for myself? Yeah, there's a lot of things in this world that I want desperately. There's a lot of things in this world that I want with a passion. question is, do I have faith enough to step aside from those? To God, whatever you want. It doesn't mean I don't stop praying. It doesn't mean I don't start crying out to God. Don't stop crying out to the Father and say, God, heal my daughter. I'm not going to stop doing that. I will continue to do that until he brings me home or he comes back himself. But until that day, I've got to have enough faith to remove myself from that and to know that even through the trials of this life, even through the heartache and the sorrow that is that next song said, he never lets go. He never lets go. And in the end, I'm going to win because he did. What is it that's preventing you from picking up the cross? What is it that's pulling you away from that? Is it fear? Is it ignorance? Apathy? What is it that is pulling you away from being a true disciple of Jesus Christ? And regardless of what happens in your life, you plow through and carry his banner high. I know know what it is for me. The question as you think about it is this. Are you willing to step aside from those things and to pick up the cross and to experience the true love of a Savior? Because I guarantee you, he will never let go. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you that you are a God of all things. Lord, I I thank you so much that you are a God of passionate love.
so passionate that you were willing to give your life for us. Lord, I pray that you would give each of us the strength and courage to look at our lives and to find those things that pull us from you, to find those things that prevent us from making that sacrifice and picking up our cross and following you. Lord, I pray that you would give us the courage and the discipline to move forward, to move forward this day and all the days of our lives as true disciples of Jesus Christ in the highs and in the lows that we might worship and praise your name. And God, during those times, I pray that you would give us the assurance and the peace of your love and of your presence in our life to let us know that you are bigger than all the things we can imagine and that you will never let us go. We pray this in Jesus Christ's holy and precious name. Amen. There is uh, the prayer team over here on this side of the stage after the service. If you care to come up for any reason whatsoever uh, to talk about something you just heard, to uh, pray for someone or for yourself, prayers of joy um, or uh, prayers of petition, whatever. I will be up front as always. Next week we continue summer at the movies. And uh, I have no idea what the movie is. I think it's uh, Fever Pitch or Glory Road, one of those two. So basketball or baseball next week. And remember, wear your shorts because 930 people had their shorts on were very comfortable. (laughs) See you next week.